everyone and welcome to another edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Messiner and a lot has happened. Since I last put out a podcast, I'm going to start by going through the Ravens' first two games, talk about what has happened in the AFC North through the first two weeks of the NFL season. A lot of quarterbacks have gone down with injuries some season ending. More on that. Antonio Brown has a new team and, of course, some new drama to go with it. And to wrap it up, I'm previewing Ravens Chiefs all coming up and much, much more on Sports with Yosef. The Ravens had a very disappointing end to their 2018 season, losing in the wild card round to the Chargers. But the and all the talk of the offseason was, can Lamar Jackson can can he get better at throwing a football? Well, he really answered that in Week One against the Dolphins. The Ravens won 59 to 10. Lamar Jackson absolutely dominated those games, and I'll tell you what. I mean, people are saying, man, he's going to have to have a, like maybe 60-65% completion percentage to make it as an NFL quarterback. Well, let's take you first through his first two games, or for, through the Dolphins' game first. 324 yards, 5 touchdowns, no interceptions, a perfect quarterback rating of 158.3. Completion percentage of 85.0. He went 17 out of 20, one of those... Um, three incompletions, though, was a drop by Willie Sneed. Lamar played incredible football. It was really fun to see. Marquise Brown caught two passes, his first two passes in the NFL, two touchdowns, both over 40 yards. It was like, I mean, he had like 130 yards on his first two NFL receptions with two touchdowns. Welcome to the league. Well, isn't this easy? And the Ravens just took it to the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins, they have gone full-out rebuild. They've traded away all their talent, and after the game, there were Dolphins players requesting a trade. But let's be honest. Did any of the players on the Dolphins play well enough to deserve a trade that would make someone want to get them? One of them did, and I'll talk more about that later. But the Ravens, I mean, the first play out of the gates, it was a Mark Ingram 50-yard run. That's how they started their season. Lamar only ran three times. One of them, though, was really a mistake. He handed off the ball to the right to Ingram. Ingram instead went to the left, so Lamar just had to eat his losses, and he ended up running that one. But that one wasn't designed. And I'm not sure if any of the other two were designed either. Lamar only played three quarters. And I talked about Marquise Brown making an impression early on, and as well as Mark Ingram with that 50-yard run. I think Ingram also had two rushing touchdowns. I'm not sure, at least one. He had the one to end the first drive of the game. But another new Raven, Earl Thomas, had an interception. And the Ravens just flat out took it to the Dolphins. I mean, and when you, I mean, they were ahead, I believe, like 28 nothing first half. And I was commenting on my broadcast live on Sportscaster. Um, by the way, everyone should be checking out my broadcast on Sportscaster, Sportscaster, C A S T R dot com. Username is YosefM613. I'm doing the Ravens games live throughout, throughout this year. I'm doing a lot of the primetime games as well as other games live. Make sure you're checking that out as well as all my analysis there. Check out my blog, sportsblog.com. Username YosefM613 for my Ravens blog. And of course, all my other editions of Sports with Yosef. As well as following me on Twitter at YosefM613 at YOSEFM. 
613. And like I was saying when I was doing the broadcast live on Sportscaster, I was saying it was a fourth and Ravens had like a fourth and one. I was saying this would be a good time for the Ravens to run a fake punt, except for the fact they're up 28 nothing. Lo and behold, direct snap to Anthony Levine Sr. He ran 60 yards, got the ball into the red zone. That was just a gutsy call by John Harbaugh. And a call that sets up the future for this Ravens team. From now on, the Ravens, I mean, when they're playing any team, a team is going to be worrying about the fake for the next couple of weeks. And that is what John Harbaugh was doing there. Lamar played well. The defense played pretty well, but there was blown coverage. And blown coverage is never acceptable in the National Football League. And it was against the Cardinals also. It was guys who were getting wide open. Absolutely wide open. Blown coverage, miscommunication, I don't care what you want to call it. It's unacceptable. And after the Ravens-Cardinals game, which I'll talk about soon, Larry Fitzgerald came over to his former teammate Tony Jefferson and said, Hey, here's how I got wide open on blown coverage. And Tony then shared that with the team. Did not sh- he, he shared that it happened with the media, didn't tell the media what was said. So the Ravens hopefully are going to fix that. But that is something that the Ravens are really going to have to be worried about especially as Jimmy Smith went down in the first half. And this is a injury where he could be back by the end of the season. Most likely will be back by the end of the season. But the Ravens' secondary cornerbacks are going to have to step up. Anthony Everett, he needs to be having better coverage downfield. Remember, the Ravens also lost, lost slot cornerback Tavon Young. The Ravens are deep in the secondary. But the Ravens need their backups, the younger players, to step up and make plays. In the big moments. And that's what's going to come down to. And even in the not big moments. You you can be up 59 nothing. They weren't. But I think it was like 42 nothing, Maybe 42-3. Uh, before they got the touchdown. And you still have to play good football. You still have to attack. And you still have to play like the game's on the line. And that's not easy to do. That's a very tough mental con- concentration. But it's a doable. Tough mental c- concentration. And that's something the Ravens need to work on. The Ravens played the Cardinals, and the past, present, and future met at M&T Bank Stadium on Sunday, but, the, I mean, the past, Terrell Suggs, this will be his last snaps, most likely, ever in M&T Bank Stadium, and actually, when the Cardinals team was coming out onto the field, it was it was booze until Terrell Suggs came out, and then the whole stadium went nuts. Terrell Suggs, his legacy, what he's done in Baltimore, it has definitely been appreciated, Ravens won a tough one, 23-17. Lamar Jackson, 272 yards, two touchdowns, 104.8 quarterback rating, completion percentage of 64.9. Not bad. Not a bad day for Lamar. The Ravens were running the ball more. Lamar ran for over 100 yards, which really, but there weren't runs where he was getting blown up. He was choosing to run out of bounds. That's something I think I've talked about on this podcast about Lamar Jackson. For sure, I wrote about it on my blog. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson, they needed to work on sliding and getting out of bounds. Because when that happens, that keeps your quarterback safe. Lamar Jackson took relatively few hits. But he was running, but running out of bounds. He was angling to the sideline. It was designed runs a lot of the time. And the runs were designed to keep him safe. And that was key for the Ravens. And I really liked seeing that against Cardinals, and the Ravens' rest of the running backs, they did not do well. 20 carries, about 60 yards. 
And the Ravens were running a lot with Mark Ingram. Justice Hill and Gus Edwards got a few carries, and I wanted the Ravens to run with Gus Edwards more. He's more of the guy who I'd say you salt the clock out with versus Mark Ingram. So I was a little bit disappointed with the personnel choices that the Ravens ran there. Terrell Suggs back in Baltimore, three tackles, no sacks. He did force a couple of bogus penalties, so great acting by the veteran. And the Ravens, I said past, present, future. You had the present these two teams. A Cardinals team and Kyler Murray, which tied the Dolphins week one and then played a good game against the Ravens week two. And I'll tell you what, the Cardinals could have won that game. It was bad play calling in the red zone that lost the game for the Cardinals. The Cardinals were running an air raid offense in, for Cliff Kingsbury. And an air raid offense just doesn't work in the red zone. They had like three red zone opportunities. The Ravens stopped them every time. And that was more of the Cardinals bad than the Ravens good. David Johnson, he got, I mean, they ran the ball like five times. It was throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Maybe only Johnson got five carries and they ran it more than that. But they did not run the ball a lot. It was, we're going to spread it out and gun it. Air raid offense. But in the red zone, that doesn't work. It's too condensed. You can bring more pressure and still be okay with only dropping back six or five. And it hurt the Cardinals. But Lamar Jackson, and I probably should have talked about this in the Dolphins game, but he's been having an incredible season. He's already had seven passing touchdowns. He had six in 2018. He has almost half of his passing yards that he had in 2018. His completion percentage right now is 71.9. He had a quarterback rating in uh, in his career right now of 100. He's played some fantastic football. And against the Dolphins, he became the fourth quarterback to have an adjusted yards per attempt of over 20 yards. The other quarterbacks, another Baltimore legend, Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana, Joe Namath. Impressive group. Lamar Jackson led a Ravens offense that set a record for first week, first half points, 42. They set a franchise record for 59 points. And in the AFC North, the Steelers got embarrassed on Monday on Sunday Night Football to the Patriots. They lost by 30 points. They And they were honestly just running the same plays that they ran last year against the Patriots, which worked. And it was just dumb play-calling, dumb preparation by the Steelers. Absolutely dumb. The Bengals played a really good game against the Seahawks, and they lost. They lost, like, I think by, like, 19 to 18, if I remember correctly. And then the Browns got upset by the Titans, and the Browns just didn't play good football. It was undisciplined football, it was sloppy football, and it was about what I I expected the Browns to win that game. But I did not expect the Browns to be all... I mean, people forget. Baker Mayfield, he he did so well throwing so many touchdowns, but there were a lot of interceptions in the mix also. It was, I mean, his rookie season, it was impressive, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't. Oh my gosh. I mean, think of it this way. This is, I mean, 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. You can't live with that in the NFL. That doesn't work. And Baker showed that why it doesn't work. On Sunday, he, he, on the season so far, he, I, mean, I mean, he had against the Jets, I'm sorry, against the Titans, one touchdown, three interceptions. 285 yards, 65.8 completion percentage. Week 2 against the Jets, 54.3 completion percentage. 325 yards, one touchdown. It was a 8-yard pass to 
OBJ who ran into the house, a pick in an 83.6 quarterback rating. Baker's not played well. The AFC North hasn't played well. The last time the AFC North, every team has lost their, their first in their first week, besides the Ravens. The Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2012. And I'm not saying the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl in 2019. I think the Saints will. Or at least that's what I said before the season. But this is a Ravens division where it is prime for Ravens success. Week 2. Steelers lost to the Seahawks. Pretty good game. But they also lost their quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger went down with a season-ending injury. He says he'll come back for next year. And this, I mean, they were so sure. Steelers, I mean, they made an interesting trade. Like I said, not many Dolphins players deserve to get traded after the loss to the Ravens. And by the way, Dolphins lost 43-0 to the Patriots Week 2. So, I mean, they've been outscored 60, I'm sorry, 102 to 10 through two weeks. And the Dolphins traded Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers for a first round pick. Interesting move there by the Dolphins. I can see where the Steelers are coming from. They need to shore up their secondary. And like I said, Roethlisberger said he will be back for next year, although he could retire. He says he won't. We'll see what happens. The Bengals got destroyed by the 49ers. Absolutely destroyed. They lost by like 30 points. So going into the Monday Night Football game, Browns-Jets, the Ravens were the only team in the AFC North to have a win. The AFC North record 2-5, and five, both wins by the Ravens. The, the Browns won ugly game by the Jets. The Jets, well, I'll talk more about the Jets' quarterback issues later on. But it was not pretty football in the AFC North and this is shaping up to be an interesting season for the Ravens the AFC North is slowly self-destructing the opportunities are there for the Ravens to go out and make a run for a ring and if the Ravens can produce shore up that secondary and uh, Jalen Ramsey has requested a trade for the Jaguars he's playing live right now if the Ravens can get a trade for Jalen Ramsey I would say the Ravens win the Super Bowl I'm worried what Jalen will do to the Ravens' locker room, but there's no denying the talent that he has. So we'll see how it works out uh, with the Ramsey situation. The Ravens aren't front runners, but they're in the mix. So we'll see what the Ravens are willing to give. And I'm not sure what the Ravens should be willing to give. I don't know. I'm not even sure if it's worth it, knowing the price that the Ravens would have to give. I really don't know, but can you imagine a, a secondary... Well, their starting cornerbacks are Jalen Ramsey and Marlon Humphrey, arguably the best two cornerbacks right now in the game. Man, that could be some serious defense for the Ravens. And talking about the guys that defenses face, quarterbacks. And I talked about a little bit about this for the Jets, so I teased it. And I, te and I talked a little about Ben Roethlisberger. Five quarterbacks have gone down to start the season. Kind of six. Talked about Ben Roethlisberger. For the Jets, Sam Darnold went down. He's in um, indisclosed amount of time. I forget the injury. It's not a pretty one. Trevor Simeon went down um, against Miles Garrett, who took a cheap shot against him. Took two sh cheap shots against him. Both were called as penalties, and rightfully so, but one of, them chased one of them chased Trevor Simeon, and Luke Falk came into play. Falk? I think it's Falk. F-A-L-K. To play quarterback for the Jets. So, Drew Brees. He's out with for, for six weeks with a hand injury. Um, he's having surgery. 
was against Aaron Donald, just hit his hand, and right now Brees can't grip a football. And so he's having surgery. He should be back, like I said, in about six weeks. Nick Foles went down in week one. All this talk about the Jaguars. They've got a quarterback, and now they don't. Because he's he'll be back till week 11. He had a collar bone injury. Um, big one. Against the Chiefs in week one. And Gardner Minshew was taken over for uh, Nick Foles. And he's looked pretty good, to be honest. Just honest, he's actually playing like right now live against the Titans. Carson Wentz went down and came back. He got pretty banged up against the Falcons, and for a while, I mean, he wasn't in the game, but he did come back in to play as the game progressed. So there's an NFL streak right now, and I just want to talk about this before I get into Antonio Brown, where Deshaun Watson had the second longest active streak in the NFL, had of... No interceptions in most passing attempts. Deshaun Watson. And he lost that streak against the Saints in week one. Great game, by the way. He's also broadcasting most of that game live on Sportscaster. A lot of fun to do. That one was really exciting. But the longest streak right now is Lamar Jackson. And it's somewhere in the hundreds in attempts. And think about this. When was the last time he threw an interception? I'm trying to remember. Off the top of my head, he didn't throw one against the Browns, none against the Chargers. He threw one against the Chiefs. I don't, th- I'm, I don't know, but it's the passing attempts are in the hundreds, so I'm guessing he didn't throw one against the Buccaneers or the Chiefs. That probably would do it. Maybe he probably threw it. Did, maybe he threw one against the Chiefs. I'm not remembering. I, I think he he fumbled against the Falcons. I know he threw at least one or two. At least one against the Raiders. I don't know. He only has three career interceptions. Like I said, thirteen, uh, six touchdowns last year. Three interceptions this year. Seven touchdowns. No interceptions. But Brett Lamar, your streak of the day. I'm sorry, your stat of the day. Longest streak in the NFL. No interceptions. Antonio Brown, all kinds of drama in the NFL. He was cut by the Raiders and signed by the New England Patriots. This made the Patriots into an incredibly talented team. Days after he signed... Reports came out um, as a civil lawsuit was issued against Antonio Brown for sexually assaulting a woman three times, going back to 2017 and 2018. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I believe that it could be that one of the reasons that the lawsuit came out now was because he's a patriot, because he went to a very good team, because there are a lot of Patriots haters out there. I respect the Patriots. I don't like them. I don't hate them. But could that have made an impact? Absolutely. Uh, I think, I mean, the lawsuit, it was legit days before, days after, I should say, I should say, when Antonio Brown signed with the Patriots. And Antonio Brown scored a touchdown in his first game against the Dolphins. The NFL will not be placing him on his exempt list. The, the NFL was meeting with the person who sued Antonio Brown this week. I've not heard anything else about that. So I will keep you updated in other editions of Sports with Yosef as well as on my videos on Sportscaster. And probably I'll tweet about it as well also. So make sure you check all that stuff out. All right, Ravens-Chiefs. You want to talk about one of the most exciting games of the NFL season last year. It was Ravens-Chiefs. And, of course, the Ravens blew it. They had multiple opportunities to win. And the defense failed. Well, this is a new defense. Earl Thomas has replaced Eric Weddle. He's faster than Eric Weddle. 
and the Ravens finally have a linebackers who can cover now. C.J. Mosley is a Jet, and the Ravens are going up with guys like Kenny Young, with Chris Board, with Peanut Onwasu, guys who can play man coverage, and that's really nice to see. So the Ravens are playing the Chiefs, and it's going to come down to Jimmy Smith's not playing, Tyreek Hill's not playing. Tyreek Hill's a huge inactive. He will not be playing, and Jimmy Smith will not be playing. And they might not have been taking Jimmy Smith might not have been taking Tyreek, but it was Tyreek who made that insane catch, a 54-yarder, chuck up, and uh, wasn't he the guy that, he's, that Mahomes threw the no look pass to? He also threw the lefty pass to. Like they have great connection, and it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. But not having Tyreek Hill, and I think it will help the Ravens. The Ravens will still have to contend though with Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. The best tight end in the NFL. How the Ravens stop him, I'm not really sure. Maybe you apply extra pressure on Mahomes. Maybe you double cover Travis Kelsey without Tyreek Hill there. Maybe you have Marlon Humphrey take Travis Kelsey. But the issue is then, how does Mar- Marlon do inside when Travis, where Travis Kelsey lines up in the backfield or inside? I don't know what the Ravens are going to do, but they have to shut down Travis Kelsey to get a win. And Marquise Brown, I talked about the way he started his season. Mark Andrews has had, has had a fantastic start to his season as well. Back-to-back 100, um, 100 receiving yards games. I'm saying that wrong, but whatever. Marquise Brown had 13 targets against the Cardinals, and I think the Ravens, in their game plan against the Cardinals, was we're facing Andy Reid in this Chiefs defense. We are going to make them have to d- double-cover Marquise Brown, or really pay attention to him and Mark Andrews, and set up slot receiver Willie Sneed. Lamar Jackson had an incredible connection with Willie Sneed last year. He was one of the go-to guys in the two-minute drive that Lamar ran. And I think Willie Sneed will have a really big game this week. And this is a big game for the Ravens. Because week four, the Ravens host the Browns. AFC North on the line. This is a game that decides playoff seeding. This is a rematch from last year. And Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are the first two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era to complete over 70% of their passes with seven touchdowns and no picks in the first two weeks. And they get to face each other. And the Ravens and Chiefs, I talked about the Ravens' deficiency on defense. They lead the NFL in passing plays for over 20 yards. And both other defenses rank in the top 10 in big plays allowed. So don't expect... This to be a boring game. This is going to be a fantastic game. I'm broadcasting it live on Sportscaster. At least when I get home from school, I am. Probably start the second quarter. Make sure you check that out. It's going to be so much fun to watch. As the some the two most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL, Mahomes, we all know what he can do with his arms. Lamar Jackson, his arm is more underrated, but he, man, is he fast. And it will be a lot of fun to watch. Like I said, big game here for the Ravens. If they can get this win, they take control of the AFC. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Messina. Check out all my other editions of Sports with Yosef. I'll see you next time.